Welcome back to Doctrine and Devotion, a segment of the Men of Old podcast. My name is Evan, and today we are continuing our journey through the 1689 Second London Baptist Confession. We will be going through this confession slowly, devotionally, and prayerfully, in order that the saints may be strengthened and encouraged. Last week, we looked at chapter 1, uh, paragraphs 2 through 4, and this week we are continuing in paragraph 5. Chapter 1 is entitled, Of the Holy Scriptures. So paragraph 5 starts by saying this, We may be moved and induced by the testimony of the Church of God to a high and reverent esteem of the Holy Scriptures, and the heaviness, heavenliness of the matter, the efficacy of the doctrine, and the majesty of the style, the consent of all the parts, the scope of the whole, which is to give all glory to God, the full discovery it makes of the only way of man's salvation, and many other incomparable excellencies, and entire perfections thereof, are arguments whereby it doth abundantly evidence itself to be the word of God. Yet notwithstanding our full persuasion and assurance of the infallible truth and divine authority thereof is from the inward work of the Holy Spirit bearing witness by and with the word in our hearts. In paragraph 5, we see at least three major points here. Point 1 being this. The whole scope of Scripture is to give all the glory to God. From Genesis to Revelation, the Scriptures are clear on this point, that the only being whom we are to glorify is the triune God, Yahweh, the one who has no beginning or end, the one who created the entire cosmos, the one who knows all things, and the one who upholds all things by his infinite power. Paul in Romans 11 verses 33 to 36 says this, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways! For who has known the mind of our Lord, or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. We talked last week quickly about one of the doctrines of the Reformation, namely, sola scriptura, which is that we are to live under the scriptures as our highest authority and rule of faith and life. Another one of the wonderful doctrines of the Reformation is known as soli dio gloria, or glory to God alone. Douglas Van Dorn says on this doctrine, Grasp the glory of God and be swept away by him. There is no greater reality in the universe than God's glory. There is nothing worthier of your affections, your emotions, your time, your energy, or your lives than this God. He must captivate your attention. You must learn to relish his glory. It is why you were made. He will fulfill your appetites. He will satisfy your deepest longing. It is this very truth that Douglas was speaking of on the glory of God that the scriptures focus on from beginning to end. And it is this same truth that will ring in the mouths and ears of the elect church of God for all eternity. 
Point number two in paragraph five is this. We know the scriptures to be God's word by its self-authenticating nature. You'll notice that in paragraph five, the reason that we can believe the scriptures to be God's word is not found outside of God's word, but it is found inside of God's word. Namely, that the scriptures self-authenticate themselves. Just as God's existence as the creator is clearly known by the existence of the cosmos, which is his creation, the scriptures are also self-authenticating by virtue of the Bible being the word of God. While modern textual criticism actually proves beyond a reasonable doubt the validity of the Old and New Testaments, this is not how we know for certain that the scriptures are the word of God. Another major theme from Genesis to Revelation is the phrase, Thus says the Lord. It appears over 1900 times in the Bible. We know the scriptures to be God's word, well, because the scriptures claim to be God's word, and the scriptures prove themselves to be true. Sam Waldron says this, The scriptures are sufficient to warrant the confidence in their truthfulness, which is required for saving faith. The Bible makes a truth claim to be the Word of God, and what does it do? It proves itself to be the Word of God. John Calvin, while pondering this very question of how the Bible proves itself to be God's Word, said this, Well, how shall we learn to distinguish light from darkness, white from black, sweet from bitter? For the scriptures exhibit as clear evidence of this truth as white and black things do of their color or sweet and bitter things of their taste. If we go on now, point three says this, We know the scriptures to be self-authenticating by the work of the Holy Spirit. If the previous point is true, that the scriptures themselves self-authenticate themselves, because they are inspired by God, then how come not everyone who reads the scriptures is convinced of this truth? Well, that is a good objection, yet we must search the scriptures and understand that apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, natural, fallen man is blinded by Satan to the things of God. The Confession quotes 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 10 to 12 as a proof text, and Paul here says this, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Paul then goes on to say in verse 14, that the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. This is why the Confession ends paragraph 5 by saying that the full persuasion and assurance of the infallible truth and divine authority thereof is from the inward work of the Holy Spirit, bearing witness by and with the word in our hearts. It's quite simple here. 
the confession borrows from the Word of God. And the Word of God says that spiritual things can only be spiritual discerned, sorry, spiritually discerned by spiritual people. And who are spiritual people? Well, none other than born-again Christians who have the Holy Spirit inside of them. Let us go before the Lord this morning in prayer. Lord, we pray, we ask that you would make it our chief end to glorify you and to enjoy you forever. Your word says that this is our chief end. Father, may we lay aside the desires of the flesh. No, Father, may we mortify them by your spirit so that you may be glorified. God, we praise you for inspiring your word, which is a lamp unto our paths. Without it, Lord, we have no true guidance. Thank you, Lord, for giving your church the Holy Spirit, that we might know your word to be truth, because you are true and faithful. May we live lives that are saturated with the Bible, that you might be glorified in us now and forever. We pray this in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Men of Old podcast. Please tune in next time for more edifying content from the great cloud of witnesses so that we may continue to run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith.